Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. It's hour three, which leads us to uh, college basketball coverage. I'll be on that coverage tonight. You can hear my smooth voice and sounds. Plus, Stephen Bardo is going to join us. He's a college hoops analyst, former uh, uh, Illini star on that flying Illini team. And I'm going to ask him about all the Big Ten teams. I- I'm a believer in Ohio State, and everybody's shouting me down. I'm like, all right, they get healthy. I like Ohio State a lot. We'll discuss that with Bardo up, uh, up, upcoming. Um, let's catch up on the NFL. Okay. Catch up on the NFL. As far as quarterbacks are concerned, Deshaun Watson, we're supposed to hear where he prefers to go. And we don't know how many choices there will be within the next day, sometime today or tomorrow, right? That the timeline, am I getting nods from you guys? This is the timeline that I'm getting. Sounds right. In the meantime, meanwhile, in Gotham, uh, Baker Mayfield Reacting to the news yesterday that Deshaun Watson was meeting with the Browns, penned a letter and put it on social media. Hmm. Penned a letter. Um, the All you need to know about this letter where he thanks fans is, um, is that basically it's his way of trying to curry favor with fans knowing he's out the door anyway. Right. By the way, when the Browns say that they wanted an adult at the quarterback position, that does not speak well to Baker Mayfield and going on social media to proclaim his undying love for the Cleveland Browns and the city of Cleveland. That doesn't help change that narrative at all, does it? Right. I mean, once you start to hear the rumors... Once he starts to post things, uh, it starts like this. In the past four years, it's been nothing short of uh, nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meeting. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many memories and shared and share growing in this process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I've had during the duration of this process. I can, can only control what I can, which is trusting God's plan through this process. Can I just point this thing out? Okay. I, I please don't anybody think that I am not religious or have a problem with religion. What I don't get is the idea that it's somehow God's plan where Baker Mayfield plays quarterback next year. Like, listen, if we're, if, if it's an all, all-knowing God and he's dealing with all of the issues in the Ukraine and the prospects of thermonuclear war, do you think he's like, hold on a second, guys. I got to figure out where I'm going to put Baker next year. It's all part of my plan. <laughs> it's all part of my plan. No, no, no. It's God's plan. Yeah, no, that's, it's actually where Deshaun Watson wants to play. And then who wants to take you? I mean... Yeah, do I think there's ultimately a plan for all of us? I guess, yeah, sure. 
But do I think that there's a specific plan in place? Okay, what he's going to do is he's going to go to ESPN, then he's going to go to CBS, then he's going to go to Fox. That's my plan. Got it? Good. Go, go, go give him the news. Oh, don't tell him the news. Just let him figure it out on his own. Right? Like, do we, do we think that, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Baker drafted number one overall, but then I'm going to have him go through a bunch of different coaches. Okay, then I think what I'll do is I'll have OBJ. Yeah, by then I'll put OBJ on the Browns. I, I trust me on this one. I, I, I got it. I'm God. I know some people, right? I can move OBJ in the Browns. He'll get mad. He'll blow the thing up. He'll go to the Rams. My plan is for OBJ and Stafford to win a Super Bowl and then for Baker to find a new home. It's all part of my plan. I don't know why I made that plan. I just, I had an epiphany one night. And when I have an epiphany, I just make things happen. Why? Because I'm God. That's why. Like, does anybody stop to know how, that's how it lands on me. That's how it lands on me. Where I know you're like, look, man, he just, he's just saying it because everybody says it. I get it. But has anybody ever stopped and thought this whole idea of God's plan? Like, you know, I got Putin invading the Ukraine and threatening the rest of the allies. But I got to stop everything because... I got, okay, I still got Nick Foles to worry about. I got him to place. I got Baker. I got Deshaun. I got a lot. What of stuff. do you do with Antonio Brown if you're God? Right. Well, yeah, it's all part of God's plan, right? It's all part of God's plan. Whew. Um, okay, so where do you think Deshaun should go? That's a great question, right? Like, if you're Deshaun Watson, and the only thing that's going to change, okay. The only thing that's going to change the narrative about Deshaun Watson is winning football games. That's it. Getting back out there will help, but when he once you win football games, no one says anything. I, I, again, I could tell you otherwise, but you look historically. If you keep winning and you start being successful and you win a championship, everybody forgets about all the other stuff. So where's the best chance? Byer, what do you think? Where's his best chance? I think the best fit would be Carolina. Why? Well, I think that you have a wide receiver and DJ Moore uh, there. Um, I think that their defensive front is their defense is going to be one of the better ones. Um, that's where I that's where I would want to go. I still think the Falcons are are a ways away. I know he's a Georgia kid, but um, I I just I, I still think the Falcons are a ways away. Um, the Saints, yeah, I guess, you know, ready-made team, good defense as well. But I just – there's something about Carolina. Um, you know, maybe the – you know, I've always I, – I will, I will say this. I do think that there would be something to leading the Browns to the Super Bowl, just like, you know, leading the Cubs to the World Series. You get that different – so that is different than maybe the other three options. But in terms of, like, team ready and where you want to go – I don't know. Just something about Carolina's defense and some of the playmakers, and if you keep McCaffrey around, um, yeah, give it a whirl. Well, that's the big thing is that they keep McCaffrey around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, okay, so where do you think – Jay Stu, where do you think he should go? It seems like the uh, the team that makes the most sense in my mind is the Saints because of Kamara, Michael Thomas – um, and they've got a good defense coming back. It seems like the best fit football-wise for plugging in a guy and then being ready to win the NFC next year. In my head, I see that. 
Um, you could argue about not having an offensive coach and, and what kind of a fit is that, but yeah. um, I think the Saints are probably the best fit to go right now. Hmm. Ramos, you got an opinion on this? Deshaun Watson? Um, maybe, well, maybe Seattle. Maybe Seattle could use him since they got rid of their main quarterback. I know they could use him, but can he win in Seattle? Oh, can he win there? Oh, that's, yeah, it's. Yeah, you know, it's funny is everybody's talking about how great a quarterback he is. So, I mean, everybody really kind of wants to shine. They're all waiting for all this, the criminal stuff or, or the civil stuff to end. And the minute that was over or it's kind of over, everybody wanted to get him. Like, oh, he's he's ready to go now. So it sounds like a lot of these teams feel he is that missing piece. So maybe Seattle could use a guy like that because the West is basically, to me, the Rams, the Cardinals, and I don't know about Trey Lance. I think that. 49ers have a better chance with Garoppolo there than Trey Lance. So. I, I, I think I'm actually with Bayer on this one. I think Carolina is massively underrated. The, the problem with Carolina, though, is that, like, are we sure Matt Rule is going to be there, right? I mean, you start having multiple coaches, and then are we sure McCaffrey's going to be there? In a, in a perfect world, if you could have them both, then yeah, and McCaffrey's got to stay healthy. Anybody who's had a healthy Christian McCaffrey's had a chance. You have a healthy Deshaun Watson, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, you got a real chance. And they've been re- rebuilding kind of bit by bit. Um, I, I, I think the team that has the most talent and is ready for him would be Cleveland. That one would make a ton of sense. I just don't know if you know, Stefanski really likes to run the football. Granted, he's an athletic quarterback the way they like to play. Um, and it's just so far out of his comfort zone especially coming off of this type of, uh, I mean, these type of accusations, you do think a guy will want to be closer to home. So I don't know. I think Cleveland has the best team. I think Carolina is probably the best fit. I think I know, it's, I, yeah, I know I, everybody's saying the Saints, but the Saints, you have so much unknown there, right? We still don't know what happens to Michael Thomas. We don't know what they look like as a team. Like there's just so much unknown. The ability in that division now, or the the ability to win that division, changed in the last four days with Brady being back. But it's also the long term move, and Carolina's wanted him for a while. And you know, we've talked about the Clemson ties playing it. There's going to be fans, you know, like there 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 will be more fans that will like him than maybe other places that have to get to like him. No I think question. also works. No question at all. No question. He has sweat equity. Those those are – yes, Ramos. Does he have a lot to do, though, to win over the fans when he comes back? Like, if he does go to Carolina, does he? is there going to be, like, some sort of campaign or – I don't think in Carolina he has to. Okay. I don't think in Carolina he has to. I think what there'll be you... some resistance no matter where he goes. It just may be less in certain spots as opposed yes. to others. Yes. I mean, what yeah. you're saying is I think no matter where he goes, it's going to take a little massaging just to – Oh, to make boy. sure everything oh, works. Geez. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Costanza, that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Yeah. Uh, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. <laughs> Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Must be president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How long would you sit on that one? How long did you have that one in your head? <laughs> I, I, I can't be the only person who said that this week. It's, no, yeah. but but I you had it in your head at some point. You wanted to get it in. How about, long did about you have five it minutes there? ago, yeah. That's good. That's, that's good patience. My problem is I just blurred them out. That's why. Because if I don't blurt out the line, that's why I screwed up white man's perspective all those years ago. 
because it wasn't the line that I that I wanted. It wasn't the funny line that I had tried out on radio beforehand. But I I choked. I wanted to get it out so quickly. I I I choked in the line. I just did. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, you're on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Uh, really quickly, Notre Dame favored by a point. I like Rutgers uh, tonight. I know they're much better at home than they are on the road. The same can be said for Notre Dame. Um, I uh, just I like Rutgers. I think they got a, they got a tough crew, man. Those kids figure out a way to get it done, uh, and I think the Big Ten competition has been stiffer and stronger. You know, Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, Cliff Amorier. If you haven't seen Cliff Amorier, like this guy is a freak athlete, great hands. Paul Mulcahy and Kayla McConnell. They don't have much of a bench, uh, but I like them. I like them a little bit better than Notre Dame. I think they win. They're the underdogs. There's a straight up pick for you. Straight up underdog pick for you. Uh, Bayer, you, have you adjusted your Final Four at all? Not, no. I actually, I, I haven't. My uh, Final Four has stayed the same. It's nothing, uh, I think, too crazy. But, uh, but it, it, from what I initially had on Sunday night, made some other changes throughout the bracket. But my Final Four has pretty much stayed the same. Okay, uh, Gonzaga, Georgia State. You got, you got Gonzaga, correct? Yes. Boise State, Memphis. What do you got? Well, I, I'm going to pick Memphis. Um, even though I think that there's people saying that, you know, we don't know a lot about this Boise State team, but I'll pick Memphis in that one. Okay. I'm going to take Boise State. They got an older team. They won their league, won the conference tournament. Um, they a terrible free throw shooting team, by the way, facing Memphis. But uh, age, experience, uh, they're not a great shooting team. And that would set up Leon Rice against Gonzaga. UConn, New Mexico State, who do you have? Yeah. I, you know, it's a 5-12 matchup. Um, yeah. I went with UConn, but I'm not convinced, but I, I went with UConn. Me neither. I'm not convinced either about UConn or about Arkansas. Yeah, so. that's that's. I didn't want a New Mexico State-Vermont second-round game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you don't, you don't get to actually pick what you want, you know. Right? Yeah, I, I know, but in my bracket, I'm like, you know what? I'll pick UConn here, and I took Vermont over Arkansas in the 413. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, Texas Tech, Montana State. I like Tech a lot. I just, I just think that they're a pain to play against. So I took Texas Tech. Okay, to go uh, far. Um, Michigan State and Davidson. Oh man, I, I, I took Michigan State. Um, I think some of my Big Ten homerism may be uh, part of that, but I also think sometimes it works against me when I just think teams aren't as good as they are, but. I took Michigan State. Okay. Um, and then who do you have? Uh, and then do you have Duke, Michigan State? Yeah. Uh, let's let's go to this side. Let's go to. Are we doing the whole bracket or what? Sure, are, why not? Seton Hall, TCU. I got TCU. Okay. All right. I have Houston over UAB, Illinois over Chattanooga, although I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Colorado State, Michigan, very confident that Michigan didn't bring their point guard to the game because of concussion. Tennessee Longwood, it's not Longwood's not a crazy pick. Just so you know, they're actually legit no. good. And Rick Barnes, 
you get this classic, they're underseeded. Rick Barnes' teams, the NCAA tournament, struggle to score sometimes. I like Ohio State. I like them over Loyola Chicago, but I'm guessing that they're healthy. I like them to beat Villanova as well. Wow. You know, I, I mean, with, with, with EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham, they've got two players that a lot of teams don't have. Correct. It's just what else do they have? I mean, they're very front court dominant, and I know in the NCAA tournament, we always talk about guard play. They don't shoot the three necessarily well. Um, they don't stop anybody, at least haven't for the last month, so that would have to change against Loyola. Buckeyes can score, but yeah. You're higher on them than I am. Well, I mean, I, I saw them play really well against against uh, Illinois, and you know they didn't have Zeb Key, and they didn't have Kyle uh, Young. Kyle Young the last couple games, and Young is the for people who don't know he's the white guy. He's all tatted up, but he can play a stretch four, stretch five, and he kind of changes them. So, um, I have Ohio State getting to the Sweet Sixteen, beating Villanova. Beat Villanova. Yeah, and then what facing Tennessee or Colorado yes, State? Okay. Tennessee. Yeah, I like Colorado State to, you know, to maybe make that run. To I your can see point making, about Tennessee and make, Michigan. I can yeah. see him making that run, no question. I put him in the Elite Eight. Tech or Duke? I put Tech. I, I just think when 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 guys play defenses that they make them feel uncomfortable. It affects absolutely everything. So not only does it affect them obviously when they have the basketball, but it also then affects how much they really want to defend on the other end. All right. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Stephen Bardo joins us, college hoops analyst, of course, former star in the Flying Illini and in the NBA. Let, let's just talk Big Ten teams. We're going to see Rutgers tonight. They match up with Notre Dame. They had a bunch of defections from last year's team that made the tournament. Uh, wild up and down season, right? They beat four ranked teams in a row, first time ever. Then they turn around and lose a bunch of games in a row. What do you think of Rutgers tonight against the Irish? You know, Doug, um, the uh, Rutgers is an interesting team when they're in the rack. They could be one of the best teams in the country, but when they leave the rack, some of that mag- they don't that magic doesn't carry with them all the time. It doesn't travel well, so it's going to be interesting to see what team shows up. You know, Steve Peichel told us in our meetings the other day that last time they were in the tournament when they got a chance to play Clemson in the first round, they were to play physical, and that really helped them win that first round matchup. And they took Houston. In the second round, down to the wire, had that game. So this is a capable ball club, but their inconsistency makes me wonder which team is actually going to show up. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. What's wrong with Ohio State outside of injuries? Um, I think injuries are the biggest thing, Doug, because Ohio State, when they have Kyle Young, uh, and he does so much for that team in, in terms of them being a little bit undersized, but they try to be physical. But without him, it's it's a really tough for EJ Liddell to be as physical on the defensive end as he can be. So you know, it's uh, I don't know. It's at, and they just haven't been playing that well. They just they they struggle finding consistency without Young in the lineup. Uh, Zed Key has been banged up. Their backup center, who is very talented, but if both of those guys are not available, Ohio State is going to struggle, especially with interior defense. Um, okay, let's get to Illinois. Last year, upset early in the NCAA tournament. What do you think of how they look this year? I think Illinois could be a surprise in terms of going a little bit deeper in the tournament than people think. Illinois has got a chip on their shoulders, got a very sour taste in their mouth. They've been reminded all season long of what happened against Loyola. 
I, I was very surprised at how relaxed and almost happy Brad Underwood was that his team exited the Big Ten Conference tournament early because in winning that last season, they were really worn out by the time the first and second rounds came around. And I think it really affected their play. So uh, don't be surprised if the Illini right the ship. They can get Alfonso Plummer shooting the ball. Better if they can get Jacob Grandison back healthy. Uh, they're Agreed. a dangerous team with a lot of depth. Uh, agreed. And they need uh, uh, Verdunk back as well. They need that, that, that size inside to give them kind of more looks. Stephen Bardo, our guest on, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, let's, get, let's get to Indiana. They win last night. What do you think of their matchup with St. Mary's? I like their matchup with St. Mary's. I, I think that Indiana was the top defensive team in the Big Ten this past season. And I think you saw what they were capable of doing. Maldonado is on NBA radar. And uh, they force him into nine turnovers. And so uh, EK up front is a, is a very talented big for the Wyoming Cowboys. And he was really nullified uh, by Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson. So Indiana is playing their best basketball of the season. They're, all the pressure is off of them now. They're in the tournament. Uh, they got one under their belt. They've got a tough travel from Dayton out to Portland. They had some flight issues uh, this morning. But I don't think it's going to matter. I, I, I kind of like them in the upset against St. Mary's. Um, okay. What about Michigan? Can their season be fixed? They're not going to have their point guard for their first game. What are your thoughts on Michigan? I thought Michigan was going to struggle with Colorado State to begin with. But Devontae Jones not being there in, in concussion protocol, um, I think that they're going to struggle. David Roddy is a very talented big for Colorado State that you know, steps away from the bucket, plays all over the floor. I don't think Hunter Dickinson will get charged with trying to guard him, but he's going to be a matchup problem. Uh, Musa Diabate, uh, the big uh, power forward, the freshman, is able. He's, he's capable, but I don't know that he'll have enough experience in a tournament situation to slow down Roddy. I kind of like Colorado State in that one. Okay. What about Michigan State? There's an up-and-down team. Why haven't they been more consistent? Uh, you know what, Doug? I think that today's player may not accept the type of instruction that Tom Izzo gives. I think there's a lot more resistance to the way that Tom approaches uh, dealing with his players and his team. And I think over the last few years, you've seen guys maybe not quite buy in as much. I mean, I, I think they have enough talent. Uh, you know, people talk about their point guard situation. I think uh, Tyson Walker has emerged late in the season. Um, Hogard has had good good games as well. So I don't think that's the issue. Uh, where they really struggle is finding a go-to guy down the stretch, and they kind of have to play it by ear. I thought it was Malik Hall. Me too. Some people thought it was Gabe Brown early in the year. But, <clears throat> you know, I think they struggle trying to find that go-to guy. They just try to ride who's going hot. So, I don't know. And Bob McKillop is one of the best coaches in college basketball. So any uh, power five team that goes up against Davidson in the first round, they better beware. Yeah. Do you think the league needs to win a title or get to a final four uh, in terms of establishing legitimacy? Like you got nine teams in there. Are some that say, hey, now you got to put now you got to win a national championship. You have one win since 2000. Do you believe that to be true? I do. I don't think you can call yourself. Uh, an elite league unless you can cut down the nets. And it's been over two decades. Um, you know, nine teams, 
you know, that's more for the conference. That's more for the fans. It doesn't do anything for the for the teams. And so, I, you know, if if I'm speaking for the Big Ten right now and I take the analyst hat off, I'd rather have five or six teams in the Big Ten and have a chance at advancing far in the tournament than having nine and have what happened last year when seven of the nine were out in the first two rounds. I, I would rather see less teams get in, but I would like to see a deeper run or someone cut down the net. Uh, okay, so Keegan Murray was just kind of took over the Big Ten tournament. He was he was amazing. Um, what 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 is his what's his potential? Like I I walked in and I had seen him and I talked to Fran about him a bunch and I I I started the weekend with the premise that Jabari Smith's the number one pick, Paolo Boncaro is number two, uh, Chet's number three, and everybody else, Jaden Ivey to Keegan Murray to others, they're, they're, they're working for four. I walked out of that arena scratching my head going, why don't I like Keegan Murray? Why, why should I like Keegan Murray more than Jabari Smith? You've seen him a lot more. What do you think of Keegan Murray? Oh, I think Keegan Murray is outstanding. Uh, I, I think what happens, Doug, with Keegan is that unless you see him play multiple times, you really don't know how good he is. He He's the most unbalanced player in college basketball, meaning that you can't get him off of his path. When he comes off screens, he acts like he plays with a, a broom between his knees. His feet are always in really good position. Um, he's always on balance. He's extremely efficient. Some of those other guys that you mentioned, they're a little bit more higher volume guys, whereas Keegan Murray, he doesn't need 20 shots a game to give you 30 points. He can get it from the free throw line. He can shoot the three. He can get you in the post. He runs the break as well as any uh, forward in, in the country. He's the real deal, the total package. And the fact that, you know, he goes to the Big Ten Conference, which, you know, has been known for its physicality over the years, and he excelled through that, I, I think the sky's the limit. I think that he may end up being a better pro because of the way the pro game is spaced out. He may be a better pro than he is a college player. And he's a pretty damn good college player. He's, he's, a really, he's a really good college player. Uh, Bardo, you do a great job. I really appreciate you joining us. Look forward to hearing your call on Westwood One. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks for having me, Doug. I appreciate it, my man. All right, that's Stephen Bardo, who's a great player, an excellent analyst. You see him on Fox Sports. You hear him on Westwood One calling the NCAA tournament games. What did the Seahawks have to say about Russell Wilson now that he's officially a member of the Denver Broncos? Hmm. We'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on the stories of the day. Uh, We do so by getting to the press. The Press. The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend shows, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, the new league year starts, well, it's already started in the National Football League. So the trades that we had talked about for a while are officially official. That includes Russell Wilson, now a member of the Denver Broncos, meeting the media today in a nice dark navy suit with an orange tie. 
matching the Broncos' colors. And he also had this to say about his deal that sent him from Seattle to the Mile High City. Yeah, I did initiate it. It was definitely mutual uh, along the way. There's definitely been a lot of conversations. It hasn't been I initiated anything, but... It is what it is. I'm, excited. I'm happy to be here. That's all I know. Uh, obviously, I'm happy about the 10 years I've had, but we'll have to read about it later. We'll have some fun maybe with my book one day. We'll have some good stories. So it's a little uh, weird audio there, but there's also the Seahawks side of things. Jody Allen chair of the Seattle Seahawks. She wrote in her statement in her first line, while Russell made it clear he wanted this change, he made Seattle proud and we are grateful for his decade of leadership on and off the field. And then Pete Carroll reported er, in his statement said, quote, this has always been a challenging time of year where we have consistently maintained a competitive approach to getting better as a team. As Jody stated, Russ's desire in doing something different different afforded the organization an opportunity to compete in multiple ways. John Schneider also saying when it became evident that Russell was interested in playing elsewhere, we used that opportunity to explore the market. So the Seahawks putting it entirely on Russell Wilson's shoulders. Yeah, well, that's, like, that's what he wanted. He wanted out, so he got out. And I don't blame them. Um, you know, they, you take as much you take as much as the high road as you can. And at some point, you know, you got to give some people some details so they you can understand why you trade away your franchise quarterback. Just to let the listener know, Doug Gottlieb's final four picks coming up in six minutes here. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get the final four picks. No, no, okay. but they that's I want to tease it. So your okay. final four picks yeah. coming up in six minutes, but okay. we will continue no to do the press. Yeah. Uh, some other news in the NFL: Titans let go of wide receiver Julio Jones today. Not a huge surprise, right? No. Um, now the question is: is is he washed? Is he done? Yeah, I think I think we know the answer to that. It's just a matter of if he plays again, because I think yeah, he is done. I think he's done too. But usually they still keep playing, right? That's what guys do. Yeah. I mean, I mean even Jerry Rice didn't he go to didn't he go to training camp with the Seahawks? He played for the Seahawks. He went to a training camp with the Broncos. Crazy, right? Yeah, he actually played in games for the Seahawks. Wow. Got permission from Steve Largent to wear number 80 during his uh, short many, time in Seattle. How many games? I think it was about a handful. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because it's a bit of a, a blur, but it was only one season there. But uh, I, I thought it was maybe, I don't know, I would say like six games. I thought that could have been the case. Is that your last and final? Um, you know what? I'll split the difference. I'll say eight. I'll say eight games. He played in 11. He started five. Okay. Yeah, played in 11, started five. He did have a three. He had three touchdown receptions. Yep. So that was. When you look at his numbers in the latter part of his career, I mean, you know, like when he's 30, you know, what, 36, 37. He was 40 and he had 1,200 yards receiving. (laughs) I know. Ninety-two catches. Yeah, I. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss. Don't want to no hear. No chance. It. No. Yeah. He's the best. He's yeah. the best. Don't want to hear it at all. Defensive end Chandler Jones getting a three-year deal to join the Raiders, worth seventeen million dollars annually. So on one end you have Max Crosby, on the other end now you have Chandler Jones. Okay, love it. I love it. I mean, look, the, the Raiders for a long time didn't have a pass rush. Now they do. Um, 
and they found their quarterback. I still don't. I still think they're the fourth best team in that division, but at least they at least they figured out that pressuring the passer is the number one thing you need on defense. Well, yeah, and especially in that division. I mean, we were running a parade for the Chargers when they trailed for Khalil Mack, and now the you know Raiders have these two bookends at defensive end. Should be uh, should be very interesting. By the way. Uh, let me just throw this out here. Completely side note, because we really haven't talked about this team much, but are you still buying long-term stock in the Kansas City Chiefs? No. Yeah, I don't... No. Like, look, let's, and this will help you out, right? Okay, so Mahomes' contract just now coming online in terms of how it counts against the cap, right? They've tried to fix the offensive line. Everybody thought they had it fixed to start the year, and they're like, nah, it did not fix. Defense is bad, can't run the football. Right. Um, and their offensive coordinator was nearly fired. Yeah. So like and they brought back in Matt Nagy. I'm, I don't know how that upsets the apple cart. Like, yeah, I think they're a little bit of a mess. I think that there's 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 one group of people that says the Chiefs will always figure it out. Just like those people who said it, they would during the regular season during their slump, only to have them again not score against the Bengals in the second half of the AFC championship game and and unable to get it done. And then there's the other group that sees that and says, you know what? I think that there are long-term warts here that could continue. And I'm actually with you on that. Like, I am not as automatic to put them into the uh, into the driver's seat. All right, a couple of college basketball notes. Again, Doug Gottlieb's final four picks, now three minutes away here on the press on Fox Sports Radio. Louisville expected to hire former player and current Knicks assistant Kenny Payne to be the Cardinals' next men's basketball coach. Uh, look, Kenny's really respected for his relationships with guys. I, I've never known him to be somebody who's a coach coach, but you don't have to. Like, the X and O's coaching is – can be a small portion of what you actually do. He played at Louisville, really well-respected, big-time recruiter, and comes back from a year with the Knicks. I don't know. It's something. It reunites Louisville, and when Louisville has players, they're usually really good. Xavier's going to be looking for a coach. Travis Steele out after four seasons with the Musketeers. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. They could go to Chris Mack, who got fired by Louisville. Um, they could go to Sean Miller, who's been sitting out and waiting you know, after getting fired by mm-hmm. Arizona. Or they go to Luke Murray, who was a longtime assistant there. He's now back at, at UConn. I don't know which way they go, but, I mean, it's weird to have to have somebody fail as head coach at Xavier. They've had so many incredible coaches. Do you ref, uh, refer to Archie Miller as former Dayton head coach or former Indiana head coach? Oh, good question. Because good the question. success was at Dayton. But he was the head coach at Indiana. Yes. Um, I'd say Indiana. Okay. Well, we Most could recent too. We could maybe call him the next Rhode Island head coach because he is uh, zeroing in on that deal. Doug's final four picks coming up in ninety seconds here on Fox Sports Radio. Fernando Tatis Jr. Padre shortstop did have surgery today to repair his fractured wrist. Again, the timetable for his return is three months, according to AJ Preller, the Padres GM. Hmm. And uh, three three months are without him. Uh, that's what the that's what the what the estimate was. And hey, oh, two and a half months of regular season games is opening day isn't for another you know two and a half weeks. 
Uh, and then uh, Zach Greinke going back to the Kansas City Royals on a wow, one-year deal. Where he started, where it all started. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber signing with the Phils. And the Blue Jays getting Matt Chapman in a trade today from the Oakland A's, who are again wheeling and dealing for prospects. Go to Toronto, and that is the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. So here's my, my final four. Okay, my final four is uh, Kentucky, Auburn, Arizona, and Texas Tech. I have Texas Tech beating Duke and Texas Tech beating Gonzaga. I realize Texas Tech, they can't score. There's a chance they lose to Alabama in round two or to, or even to Montana State, Danny Sprinkle's team in, in round one. But that's what I went with. I picked Kentucky to beat Tech. I picked Auburn to beat Arizona and Kentucky to beat Auburn to win the national championship. You got any problem with that? Anybody got any problems with that? I I, I like the Final Four. I actually agree with you on three of those, but I took Gonzaga to beat Texas Tech in that Elite Eight matchup and go to the Final Four. But, Doug, my national championship game yeah. is a 25-year anniversary of your close friend's run to a national championship. And that championship game, I have cats against the cats in the national championship. Arizona against against Kentucky. Yes, but it's the one from the desert cutting down the nets again, not your Lexington cats. I like Arizona to beat Kentucky. Okay, so so history to repeat itself 25 years later? Yep, that's it. Simon says championship again. Yes. <laughs> that yes. It is. yes. On repeat. Jay Stu, who's your final four? He's I've got uh, I've got the local guys. I want UCLA against, against UCLA against Gonzaga and Tennessee against Kansas with Gonzaga winning it all. Thank you. Okay. You gotta go Gonzaga. Going 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 zig uh going zag. Ra- uh, Ramos, what do you got? I have Arizona, Iowa, Gonzaga, and Baylor. Arizona, Iowa, Gonzaga, and Baylor. I like that. Arizona, Iowa, Gonzaga, and Baylor. Okay, good mix. It's a good mix. I I was one of those. You watch the Big Ten. It's the last game on. You watch Keegan Murray, and you just you buy. You just buy. It's impossible not to buy in on the Big Ten, right? Impossible. All right, back tomorrow. Getting you while the tournament's going. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.